episode two. Episode two, and this time we've started with Patchouli on the couch. We have, yeah. We kind of opted for that being the best solution since she's so cute, first of all. Yeah. And she was actually pretty chill. Yeah. How did you feel about the first episode being out? And there was a reel of you that went out today. You know, honestly, I... How would you feel about it? I I really love having myself out there. I really want to get into the practice of like being present and being mm-hmm. somebody. I think it's I think it's something I wanted to get into the last episode that I might get into a little bit this episode. Okay. But um I feel like I really do want to be I want to be known. I want to be seen. Everybody does. Um and I think one of my uh the things that I can trip myself up the most with mm-hmm. is hiding behind being a canvas for other people. Yeah. And I think that this kind of erases that option for me. It makes it so that I kind of have to be my full self. I have to be fully present and that's super good. Yeah. Um, but I'm also like, you know. So to make you nervous to see yourself in a reel? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it did. Aww. But that's a good thing. I like yeah. pushing myself past my boundaries a little bit. Yeah. How did you feel? Good. I mean, I know you haven't had a small little reel out just yet. No, I've had a couple. So I feel good. Yeah. I just... I know we've had a lot of conversations around w- how this kind of changes energetics for you. Yeah. You know, I've kind of been doing putting myself out there all along our my journey, like this journey. Yeah. And as much as like you've been, we've been teammates in this, a lot of it was you just being like, oh, that's awesome. Let's do that. Sure. Like, just yeah. like the sure guy. Like, yeah. And now you're in a place, I feel like, where you are more than just the sure guy. Yeah. Like, I have an opinion. Yeah. But I think more than anything, like, I just need to exist. I just mm-hmm. need to exist in the world. And I think I've I've robbed myself and the world from my own existence a lot. Yeah. Um, Why I, do you think that is? And I, I think it's just because I want to be... There's a lot of like um, pent up. It's not like a toxic feminine femininity in me, but it's yeah. more like a anti masculinity yeah. that I have. Yeah. That um, just like my relationship with men and my observance of men in the world right now. It's just like every guy's got a podcast. <clears throat> Everybody's got an opinion. Everybody's yeah. loud and boisterous and brazen with everything that they have to say. And I I understand that my opinions are better than a lot of those people that I see in a negative light. Yeah. At least in my opinion. Right. Uh, but I just, I have such a deterrence to that expression yeah. of myself um, and seeing it in other people that I just, I don't know, I talk softer. Yeah. I like to be, I like to listen more than I like to talk, which has really benefited me a lot. But yeah. um but I think it also feeds into some of my own um, self-defeating nature a little yeah. bit because I just want to be able to be, I want to appease. I want to be just um, a blank slate for people mm. to talk and for people to be able to express themselves. Now you saying you wanting you like are trying to be a blank space for people as if that's a feminine quality. And that I feel like there's like, I kind of have like a little pushback on that. No, I, I mean, and, and maybe it came across that way, but I, I just think there like is... Like, I'm just curious to press into that. There is more of just like a, 
an aggression mm. that's mm-hmm. present when somebody has the obligation and the need for their own opinion to be heard over others. Mm. And I think that that can be a toxic masculine trait for sure. Yeah. Um, so I think I think just being a blank slate to me in my like experience with it is just that like you're just being you're holding you're holding space you're holding Mm. your own energy aside so that you can empathize with somebody else so it can be a positive thing it for sure can be a positive thing Mm -hmm. i just think that i've taken it to such an extreme Mm -hmm. that i've i've erased a lot of my own opinions and a lot of my own all of that yeah my own opinion and identity and and all the things that come with that and so for me i just i think I want to, I think that men that have, that have the best interest of equality and, um, and fairness Mm -hmm. and, you know, uh, all of that in mind, I feel like the, those people tend to be quieter. Those 10 people tend to hold their opinions a little bit closer because they don't want to be trampling over, um, the people that should be handed the mic. Sure. And so then it's just kind of you get into this catch 22 where you have men with good opinions and and people who want to care for the world that are quiet while the men that have poor opinions and outdated <laughs> ideas that are really loud. And so it's just it's something that I've found in myself that I really want to I really want to explore. It still makes me incredibly uncomfortable. I mean, yeah. even just talking about it now, I'm I'm uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, being on camera makes me uncomfortable. There's just yeah. a lot of things that I'm trying to that I'm trying to lean into right now, um, this post deconstruction, because like deconstruction for me has been shedding. It hasn't been picking anything up really. I haven't Mm -hmm. picked up specific thoughts or beliefs or ideas. You've played around. I feel like, I mean, just like we were talking last week about the ancestors and like you digging into. Yeah. Really recently. Yeah. Really recently I have been, but it's just been, it's been an unbecoming Mm-hmm. It hasn't been any sort of reclamation work for me yet. Yeah. Which I think can be good because reclaiming some of um, what is indigenous to me and my people mm-hmm. is going to be really important in trying to subvert some of the appropriation that happens when when people either expect certain things out of people of color or idolize them in a way that... Um, that almost becomes a little bit of a fetishization. Now, something we've like recently been talking about that kind of goes along with this, you know, we talk a lot about like feminine energy, masculine energy, which I love those conversations. I, it's also sometimes frustrating because we're like, well, who gets to decide what's a feminine quality and what's a masculine quality. Mm -hmm. And also that's like very binary. Binary. And Uh so it's like, I love the conversations, but they're also frustrating at the same time. But one of the uh, uh, things that we've like kind of been talking about that's within this realm, I think at least is that, you know, we've been really trying to get, um, we've both been trying, but I feel like you're more in the season now of trying to figure out how to implement play. And you talked a little bit about that. I think last episode. Yeah, I talked a little bit about my exploration into spirituality last episode, but we didn't quite get to touch on everything that I wanted to hear about yours. Yeah. I'm curious, what what is what is that spiritual play for you? What is that? What does that growth look like for you? Well, because I feel like I feel like especially lately, we've had a lot of conversations that have um, 
revolved around patchouli, which we, I think we touched on yeah. on the last episode. And also just in general, because I think we're both working on finding what what is meaningful beyond um, just what's right in front of us right yeah. now. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Yeah. Well, for me, play, I really started to figure out what that meant for me. Um, What was that? When I was like 27, 28. So that was last year and kind of the year before. And I just really experimented. I like put on different like almost like characters of myself and I would go out. I'm 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 so introverted and I'm so Mm -hmm. like I love humanity, but I'm not a people person. (laughs) And like I but I put it on and I played and I went out to different places around town and that's that's a part of me but it's definitely like a like a worked up version of me um and so I really played with my humanity like how can I be really human how can I be not serious how can I be not all just about you know these deep conversations right which is like my bread and butter it's like what I I do all the time and I'm always thinking I'm always in my head so it's like for a year or so, I was just like, how can I not do that? Like, what what does that look like for me if I'm not just constantly like thinking and like being by myself, you know? Yeah. And so I did play around with that. And sometimes it was it did feel charactery, but sometimes it felt really, really true. Um, and I think part of my spirituality now, you know, along with it, it being very ancestral and again, with time not being linear and me really believing that I am my ancestors and all of that, I really believe that embodiment is such an important work. But more than that, I feel like that's kind of a like a hot word, I guess, embodiment is. I just love saying that being human is the point. That's like the thing I always go back to. I'm yeah. like... If I'm talking to somebody and I'm being interviewed about ancestors, the one thing I want to get across is like that your ancestors or my ancestors or whatever, they're not embodied. If they're gone, they're not embodied. And and being human is the best part. And it's the whole point. It's the whole reason we're, we're given bodies and we're alive. Like yeah. we're not just energy floating in the wind. We are in bodies. That is the point. And like how can we experience the fullness of life as humans who are spirits and bodies like you know what I mean that's how can we live that out best and I feel like play is such an an important aspect of being human and part of our conversations that we've been having is that that part of being human play and silliness and fun and trial like try things on for size you know that comes when we feel safe. Yeah. When we feel comfortable enough to play. I mean, even like children know that, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, it's just how we're wired that our nervous system is not going to allow us to play if we don't feel provided for, if we don't feel safe, if we don't feel nourished, cared for, nurtured. And 
that kind of leads me to a conversation I had recently actually about the masculine energy. So it's actually Jamie Finch and I'm going to completely botch how she said it. (laughs) But basically masculine energy, it's like the experience of complete provision and 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 being cared for so that you can be in your play so Mm. that you can be in your safety to play like god the man god masculine god energy is truly the experience of provision and i think a big part of our conversations is what is feminine energy what's masculine energy like you know all these i feel like masculine energy gets such a bad what is it rep rep (laughs) yeah rep (laughs) rep because i feel like everybody just has all these ideas of all these different ways that masculine energy can be toxic Mm -hmm. and that's i mean that's on one hand true but also there's good things too and that masculine energy is that feeling of provision yeah of feeling like all your needs are being met. Well, and I feel like that's why balance is so is so important for yes, everybody. Sure. Because like you can be that masculine energy mm-hmm. for yourself. You can be that provision for yourself. You can also be the feminine energy that's holding space. You can yeah. also be, you know, you can be all of those things all at the same time. Yeah. And I feel like that's the that's the part that I that's why I say I I feel like I've been more anti masculinity than toxic femininity. Like I haven't been like I've just been... You've just erased. I've just erased (laughs) a lot of my... For me, even with all of the positive things, with all of the like... um, The iterations of masculine energy that could really be helpful for me and and the way that I experience life and the way that I'm able to um, find peace and and comfort myself. Mm. um, I think I've lost a lot of that with it. And that's... I think that's why I'm trying to seek it out so... um, diligently right now is because i feel like those are the things that i need those are the things that i've been seeking and i've been looking for uh out of life Mm. because i mean if anybody knows me i don't i don't make a ton of friends so i'm not really seeking it in friendships i i i think we're pretty balanced in our relationship so i i get adequate um uh, support from you there but like i think there's something that i was looking for in the world or for some sort of external validation to provide for me that I really just need to root into my own balance of Mm. masculine and feminine energy so that Mm. I can start feeling that from the inside. Yeah. I just, I thought that was such such an interesting concept of that like play and like masculine energy actually like goes hand in hand because like the the masculine energy of being provided for and cared for and all your needs being met so that you know you can play because that's that's what we were saying is that that's the last thing on that your nervous system is going to allow you to do is to play have fun mess around be silly if your needs aren't being met like if your basic needs are being met and so it like it goes hand in hand to me and i thought that was really interesting and you know whenever you had first taken the the job that you have now mm-hmm. and we were having so many conversations and I feel like a big sensitive point for you was you're like I want to be provided for I want to be cared for yeah. and it was like it definitely came from a place where it felt deep like it felt like that had like been that was a wound that yeah hadn't been 
just sitting around in you for your whole life. And I feel like, yes, you can heal your masculine energy within yourself. And maybe having this perspective may help you and want help you want to embrace it more. Mm-hmm. And realizing that, oh, masculine energy actually is like provision. And it leads to play and safety. Yeah. And rather than trying to met. just seek out the play and safety. Exactly. And I think I, it goes, I think it definitely goes hand in hand because I know that it's been that way for me. That's when I started to play yeah. is whenever we were, you know, in a better, like more financial stable, mm. you know, place in our lives when you and I were good. Like it just felt like, yeah, I was provided for. Like I felt like we were you know, doing so much better than we ever had at that point. And that's how, when I started playing, like seeking spirituality, spirituality through play. Yeah. So then does, does the embodiment work that you are working through right now? Like the, I know you have gotten yourself into more of a rhythm of like doing yoga, doing stretches, Mm -hmm. like just activating, being, being in your body, being present and physical. Does that invoke the same I don't know like the same energy the same feelings that you would get from a spiritual experience when you are just in your body is that separate is it the same like I I'm I'm just curious if that embodiment is is your spirituality now or if those are still like I think all entities all human experiences like are spiritual to me you know that phrase like if everything's magical or nothing is basically, and that's how I feel so I'm like, yeah. yeah, I mean, that's an aspect. I feel like whenever I'm like jumping on my trampoline and I'm like in my body and I'm like dancing to a song I love there, oftentimes I will start like just like rubbing my body and just like holding myself and just being like, I just so happy to be in this body. Like I love yeah. this vessel I was given. I think it's, a, I think more so it's a spiritual practice for me. Um, because it's a conscious thing that I do to like, Mm -hmm. you know, do stretches and do get on the trampoline and, um, and even to like nourish my body with food more often and like care for it and try to feed it, you know, I feel like I've been a lot more intentional. So to me, that's more of a spirit It's more of a discipline than it is like my spiritual practice, but that in and of itself is spiritual to me. Yeah. Like the discipline of caring for my body is spiritual. Yeah. If that answers that question. Yeah, for sure. I'm just like, I know you've been talking a lot about, um, indigenous heritage today. Yeah. It's, um, indigenous Indigenous people's People's day. Day And yeah. And I'm, and I know that a lot of your practices that you kind of root into with your heritage and with your, um, family, yeah. It just is very, it is very embodied. Mm-hmm. It is very much like mm-hmm. it's communal. It's, it's practice. It's, there's just a lot of, there's a lot of physicality to this, to this, the spirituality that you've kind of been leaning into with that. And it's just, it's cool for me to see that embodied in a, in a, um, in a new way. Yeah. It's not like, it's not like you're trying to necessarily tap into all of the traditional practices yeah. of, of your people. Mm. Like, you really are recreating what spirituality means for you now as a contemporary indigenous woman. Exactly. I mean, you just said it so perfectly. I'm like, yes, that's exactly what I'm doing. And it's so, 
It's so exciting. It's the first it's the first time in my life that I have not followed a rule book. You know, like that I've not like followed some other like this is the way you do it. This is the way you do it. Yeah. Like, you know, I I have learned about, you know, my people and indigenous people and I feel like the biggest takeaway is to like honor the earth, honor your elders, your ancestors, your family your bloodline, your stories, and your, your, your human experience. Yeah. Put all those together. And like you have a, my spiritual practice mm-hmm. and a lot of indigenous people's spiritual practice. It's really about nurture and it's about community and it's about play. And it's about, I always say that. So with ancestors, we have the ones in our bloodline. We have the ones that are just in the earth. Cause the earth is our an- our oldest ancestor. Mm-hmm. And we we have ancestors who are like just with us in general. Like in we are the ancestors because time isn't linear. So it's like those yeah. three things. And it's just been really freeing to embrace a lot of facets of life as spiritual. I used to feel like I had to, I don't know, follow some sort of rules or some sort of like guideline for it to make sense. And I feel like I'm doing it the most authentic and indigenous way I possibly can by listening to my own body and listening to the earth and connecting and being grateful and yeah, just truly being grateful for the life that I'm living. And again, the body that I'm living in. Yeah. I think, uh, I think a lot of people don't realize that like the best way to connect with your ancestors is to love your self yeah look bumble knows you're exhausted by dating all the must not take yourself too seriously and six one since that matters and what do i even say other than hey (sighs) well that's why they're introducing an all-new bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier starting the chat better and dating safer they've changed so you don't have to download the new bumble now so is that a prerequisite then? Has that shown itself to be a prerequisite for you to really connect with your ancestors? What? Just like being in touch with your body, being in touch with like your your presence in the world. Like like you just said, time isn't linear. So literally your ancestors are with you. They are in your body. Mm-hmm. They are present around you at all times. And so is that is that something that... F- being present in your body in your physical form is a prerequisite is that something that's transcendent above is that something completely separate when you're actually like interfacing with with your family and when you're you know you're either praying or you're just talking with them and seeking guidance like yeah uh i don't know i i don't know i think i've there have been times when i've struggled to fully like embrace myself and love myself and mm-hmm. and the times that those were the hardest is when I didn't know myself because I didn't allow myself to speak my truth. Yeah. Well, I guess to me, like, I just think about when you were really like just praying over patchouli, you were mm-hmm. literally like pouring out every ounce of, I mean, vertical, I, that's, I, I know that's <laughs> such a Christian word, but like 
vertical prayer. Yeah. You were, you were reaching outside of yourself. You were yeah. reaching outside of your own embodiment and your own energy to pull in the energy and the power of your ancestors to really like provide healing yeah. for, and the universe and, you know, whatever to yeah. provide healing for patchouli. And I, I know I saw you, you were physically just wrecked and yeah. exhausted from that process. And so yeah. it seems to me like there has to be some sort of separation. There has to be some sort of division, but mm. maybe, but maybe there isn't, maybe you literally like were asking yourself to provide all that energy for her. And that is why you were so beaten down from it. But <laughs> I felt like the little, like the little vessel that the light beam was going through and then into her basically. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's kind of how it felt. But yeah, I mean, I think what you're like kind of getting at is normally my, I've always felt like the power, like I have known that I've had like a power of healing. I know that I have, I hold a lot of power. I, I don't know. I just, I've always felt that, but this yeah. is, I've never, I've never come up against death and she was knocking on death's door and yeah. I didn't know if I was strong enough and not in an insecure, like, Oh, woe is me. I don't know if I'm strong enough, but literally I had never come up against death before. So I did not know if yeah. I had enough right. within me, which was a big reason why I wanted my sister to come with me again. Like we talked about last week. And then I also, yeah, I prayed to all the different entities I could possibly even think of. And a lot of those were outside of myself mm -hmm. and outside of my own power. Yeah. And so in a lot of ways, yes, it was like more exhausting because not only did I just push every ounce of healing and energy because it all goes back to energy for me into her. And I was like, I felt completely drained, but I also had to believe in things I didn't even fully know if I was ready to believe in. Yeah. You know, and so it it definitely was the first time. And I think people do this maybe in religion more is when they go outside themselves and they pray for like answers and healing mm -hmm. for other things. But generally, I just I didn't really do that that much. I think whenever I even was a Christian, I think that's like part of why I came up against the um the concept of prayer because i didn't fully i've i've never really got it like why am i going outside of myself when i know that i am a powerful being like yeah. why am i asking for somebody else's power somebody else to save you somebody else yeah to, like, that step it in never and intercede it never checked out and maybe i just never was desperate enough like maybe i just mm. had never come up against something so terrible that I felt like I needed to do that. I mean, there are a couple times here and there, but really nothing like what I had just experienced. And so, so to answer your question, normally it just comes from within. Yeah. It's like the ancestors within me and then the power that I have, I know, and the energy within myself. I fully believe that I have enough. Yeah. But this is the one time that I was like, I don't know if I have enough. So I did go outside of myself. And so I'm now finally coming back into my own body. Yeah. And that's been a whole process in and of itself. I feel like the more that I've looked into my own spirituality here too and really rooted into my ancestry, it's interesting that like as I look more into the spirituality of that, the more I find um, peace and uh, responsibility in masculine energy. Like mm. they were animist pagans. Mm -hmm. They were vegan they were vegetarian, at least by spiritual practice. It was, 
If you didn't listen to episode one, Adam is Norse. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, and it's just like, it's, it's interesting for me when I, when I look at patchouli, when I think about your experience with, um, really calling down energy for her healing, Mm -hmm. I think about the, that idea of animism. I Mm -hmm. think about the shared energy between Mm -hmm. everything that exists in this world and how everything is. Um, I, I, the, the way I've heard it best described is that everything, um, is an entity. Like everything is a consciousness, Mm -hmm. whether it's, whether it's fully realized, whether it's, you know, whether it has discernment or an ability to interact with the world is a totally different thing, but everything is uh, a consciousness. And, and I see masculinity presented so well there. I mean, obviously in the Vikings and all that stuff, you can also see really, really rough, scary things. Um, and I think you it can, can be twisted. With any people, with any group of people. For sure. And, and you see, I think it's just so common that you see it twisted um, mm-hmm. so much with that. It's, just, it's kind of like an example of you. Yeah. It's, it's like. That's a generational trauma for you. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, no, I don't want it to be twisted. I don't want it to be taken out of context. I'm not, and... a, I'm not, a, I'm not, I can be, I feel like that's the, that's the masculine energy that I am really drawn to. Yeah. Is like when people have to like, they have to take the consequences of their actions. Like there was still animal sacrifice. They still mm. did, you know, they would still eat animals on occasion when absolutely necessary. But there's that like, there is that, um, I don't even know. There's just some, there, there is just bearing the weight of, of some of the bad things that they had to do that now have been, you know, life is just so easy for most people that like those, it's just been taken for granted entirely that, you know, bad things have to happen. But like, I feel like now when I look back at that, it just gives me so much more, um, it gives me so much more perspective on what masculine true healthy masculine energy can look like through the scope of spirituality and that is just like knowing and caring for and providing for and interceding in in places where other people don't want to have to deal with certain things and just like it's just a protection energy that i just i really i really can aspire to it's something that i feel like i've actually witnessed in practice Mm. And can actually, you know, root into a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen you do it. And I think it's really exciting. Yeah. Yeah. I think next week we should get into some hot takes. I'm down for hot takes. Sociopolitical, you know, things. Yeah. So if that's what you guys are into, stay tuned because... Next week, we're going to bring a little heat. We yeah. kind of ease you guys into where we're at spiritually and energetically. But, um, and now we're going straight for the throat. And now we're just going to go straight for the throat. No, just kidding. <laughs> but if you do have any questions, um, specifically hot takes, please give them to us. We You can find us at deconstruct.pod on yep. Instagram. Um, you can find us individually as well. Lauren Deliri. Adam Frost.official. Uh-huh. Um, but if you just look up deconstruct.pod, you'll find both of us. And yeah, I hope you guys have enjoyed this episode. If you have, tell your friends, share it with your loved ones. And uh, yeah, we love you guys. Thanks for tuning in. Yeah. Until next time. Bye.